0: all
1: Boy. All right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Yeah But the Podcast. I'm Vivian Gabor, and I am sitting down today with. I just realized I didn't ask you how (laughs) how
0: you wanted me to introduce
1: you. Uh, First and last name, first name, how would you like to be introduced?
0: Ariel Rebecca Gordon.
1: Ooh, come on, full name, Mm -hmm. being fancy Uh over here.
0: She, her pronouns. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Gay and probably transer than you.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I mean, everyone is. Um, and we happen to be not just friends, but we're also neighbors.
0: Yes, you live right above me. Yeah, so you
1: get to hear me stomping yes. around all
0: time. Okay. You sorry wear cement about shoes or something?
1: <laughs> not cement, but a few other things.
0: Ooh, <laughs> do tell.
1: Nothing exciting. <laughs> um, Ariel made me some coffee, so if you hear slurping sounds, sorry about it. I needed <laughs> caffeine. She works um, at Starbucks right now.
0: I do work at Starbucks right now.
1: Doing amazing things with caffeinated beverages. And now alcoholic beverages. Yes, now I'm
0: now serving alcohol. It's a new development to my Starbucks journey. Uh, I'm on the opening leadership team for the Greenwich Starbucks Reserve Bar. That's amazing. Yeah, which is our first... smaller scale store in the city that's going to have alcohol and a bakery.
1: Ooh, and a bakery. Mm -hmm. And a bakery. Oh my god, so you actually make things in store.
0: Uh, so they're getting baked in off-site and we're prepping a lot of them in store just because you don't have the space. That's right. But they're getting prepped same day. One of my favorite
1: memories of working at Starbucks was actually occurred after working at Starbucks. And it was on Facebook. Someone posted something snarky about the pastries. (laughs) And as they do. Or no, it was well I don't even remember what it was. They posted something snarky about Starbucks and I was like, Yeah, the customers just don't understand how long it takes to milk the almonds in the back. <laughs> And we started going back and forth and then like three other Starbucks partners started like going back and forth in that same thread of just like, <laughs> oh yeah, and then we have to make the sandwiches and we have to like go out and pick the tomatoes and, like, <laughs> and we were going on and on and nope, talking about cows, it so seriously that someone finally, pictures yeah, in that shape,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so finally some person came on she was like, wait, do you guys actually have to do that? And we were like, yeah.
0: Yeah. You
1: don't know how and hard it is.
0: You would never know how much freaking water it takes to milk one almond.
1: Yeah, no, oh, it's so much. It's
0: a lot. If you're into environmental protection, and you have to squeeze
1: are, them and squeeze them and squeeze mm, them. them. And squeeze they don't
0: them. work like nipples. You can't squeeze them oh. like a nipple. They don't milk like nipples.
1: <laughs> God damn it! Um, <laughs> we are now less than five minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Arielle is a, not only is she a Starbucks partner slash extraordinaire coffee person of amazingness, um, but she's also a trans activist, has a blog, um, is starting a speaking tour soon, Mm -hmm. doing all sorts of cool stuff, and we've been talking about doing a podcast for been a while. Since I moved here. Yeah, a year. Basically. <laughs> you were like the first person I met when I moved here. <laughs> you were still outside in the gym. Because <laughs> oh, I, like, I had my key, but I had no idea which door it was. I was so confused and just sitting in my car and saw you walk up to the building. I was like, I'm not creepy, I promise. I'm pretty sure those were the first words out of my mouth. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure they were. And then I was like, do you need help? Are you okay? And then you told me that you were moving it upstairs and I knew that there was a vacant... Uh, spot, so I wasn't mm. super surprised. Yeah, um, or else I was like, a little so and so said that I'm supposed to
1: be here, but I can't find my door. Tell me what to do." And she pointed it out, and <laughs> the rest is history. And we've been talking about doing a podcast ever since. And we're just now doing this it. This was
0: last August for those two who are It was listening. last August. August
1: thirteenth was my New York move in day. I
0: got here two weeks before you. I was July thirty yes. first. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. It
0: was a fresh Brooklynite.
1: Aw. From where?
0: New Jersey. I don't know
1: if I've ever asked
0: Oh you my god I, I don't offer the information. 'cause I'm <laughs> proud of it.
1: Come on, New Jersey. Um what part of New Jersey? So The pretty part or Hoboken?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um the pretty Part yes <laughs> not t- not trenton <laughs> oh okay uh, but it was like it's just a very sheltered area of jersey it's mm. a whole lot of white cisgender heterosexual people who Yay. have never been challenged in a belief today the in their life and have never wanted for anything and are you know have had money handed to them and super wealthy and yet like, they're
1: all scared of the jersey Devil.
0: And they're all scared of the Jersey Devil. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I guess when you've never like had to be afraid of anything real in your whole life, the Jersey Devil comes along, that and is is like, one hey, of I'm theories. here, and you're like, shit, there are things to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jersey. I yeah, Jersey. Jersey's it's okay in small doses. Superficially, there are parts that are beautiful, <laughs> and the parts that are beautiful tend to be the most problematic parts.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Um, I mean, rural places, yeah, tend to be the most problematic, and they're always the most beautiful.
0: Yeah, and suburbs. Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) That's too bad. I don't actually know much about Jersey. I stayed the night in, I think, like a Holiday Inn or something outside of Hoboken once. Like, one night. And then that's my entire knowledge of New Jersey. I've driven through it a couple times on my way to uh, (laughs) upstate New York and Pennsylvania, but...
0: (laughs) I'd imagine Hoboken is fun for straight people, because there are a bunch of really live <laughs> bars there. Where, or if you're you
1: know. really into TLC and want to go to the cake shop.
0: Or if you really want to go to the cake shop, yes. Yeah. Or if you work in New York and New- Brooklyn for some reason doesn't appeal to you, um, then you move to Hoboken. I mean,
1: it's understandable.
0: I like Brooklyn. It's the MTA okay. is garbage, but... What? The MTA is garbage, but I love my Always,
1: oh my god, always.
0: Uh, yo, especially does it, on does the, does the two, two five. train. Run anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I haven't been in a five in a month and a half, and I don't think the two train like is running anymore. I, I don't think
1: so. The last couple of weekends, it's been like, okay, we're not turning it on, and it's like,
0: can you, can you
1: please, I don't want to walk a mile to the cube. Sometimes they get
0: on it, and halfway through, it's like, just kidding, now you have to walk, and I'm like... Literally, or
1: they'll, or they'll go to every stop, and then be like, our next stop is Flatbush Avenue, and you're like, so you're just skipping Newkirk. You're just skipping my home. You're literally just... How the fuck dare you?
0: How the fuck? Do I feel attacked right now. <laughs> what you trying to say? And no one
1: on the train ever looks surprised. You're just like, of course. Of course. Of course this is well, what's happening. You
0: can't surprise a New Yorker about the MTA anymore. You can't surprise a like... New
1: Yorker about anything anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair.
1: Remember the day when the Transformer was like blowing up in Queens and the sky was like purple and everyone was we just like, chilling. cool. <laughs> 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 I was fully up at like. I think I was at, like, 67th Street or something like that <laughs> and 4th Avenue.
0: Oh, and so you were I was, like, than I was. I
1: was near it and you, mm-hmm. we could, like, hear it and the sky was literally turning teal and purple. That's terrifying. And people didn't even look at it. They were just walking on by. I was standing there and, like, eventually, because no one else was reacting, I was like, this must be, like, a giant billboard that I can't see or like, something. Like, I don't know what's happening. It was... But we could have yeah, died.
0: We could have died, new, but New Yorkers... <laughs> there's a line in Rent that goes, I'm from New York, fears my life. And that resonates yeah. so hard yeah. for me now because it's like... I, I thought it meant that, oh, you're just afraid of every, everything, but no, it just means that there's constantly shit to be afraid of. But like you develop a baseline yeah. fear where you're just kind of technically afraid all the time but don't notice it yeah. anymore. So then any, like... Casual fear, like things to be afraid mm-hmm. of, don't bother oh. you because you're like always casually. Kind that's why of
1: none of us care if we get hit by a car anymore because we're just like I have places okay. to go. If the car is gonna take too long. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk. And if they hit me, I get money. So if they I don't hit care. me in a
0: crosswalk, I get money. <laughs> Make sure you're in a crosswalk if you want a big yes. Payment. That's mm-hmm.
1: true. That's also the <laughs> along with the line from Rent. It's also the line from Company, <laughs> yes. where she's like, Broadway, but you. he's from New York, so nothing really interests him. <laughs> and it's so true. It's, it's so, so true. true. There could be an amazing new show that's like going crazy, and everyone's like, I don't care.
0: I don't care. New Yorkers care about very specific things, though. Like, we have our shit that we came to New York to care about, mm-hmm. and those are the things that we fuck with. Like, I came to New York to care about coffee and I, to care about trans advocacy. And mm-hmm. if I'm not doing coffee or trans advocacy, I am probably on. My couch watching Hulu.
1: I came to New York for no reason in particular, and now I just stay all day in my apartment.
0: And now you sit making wigs and yep. dresses and making shit that pops out of other shit.
1: desperately to find any way to make money in the city.
0: I mean, the city, the, the grind is real. Like, it's really... Expensive. It is!
1: It is. We actually, we won't dive too deeply into that because... We just talked about that on my other podcast that I recorded two <laughs> days ago, but yeah, it's crazy expensive here. Oh my god! Um, so you came from New Jersey. Did you mm-hmm. come specifically for coffee? Like, what was what was that about?
0: So I had two jobs on the table when I made the decision to move. I was working at Glad uh, doing news and rapid response. Which Ooh. yeah, I was um, documenting trans homicides, uh, trying to correct defamatory reporting of trans people. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And it, I was mostly dealing uh, with cases in which trans women had been murdered. Okay. And um, that was most of the work, I. what it was centered around. And I loved it, but it ultimately became really heavy.
1: Yeah. I can see how it'd be very difficult to distance yourself from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it got more difficult over time and I didn't yeah. really realize it. Um, but I also was working at Starbucks at the time and I had mm. this, position that opened up uh for a new store we were opening in the city the mm-hmm. new york city roastery uh and yes, i which is beautiful it's beautiful and if you live if in new york been, or you're yes. visiting
1: new york and you haven't been to the roastery go
0: and if you don't know how to find it find chelsea market and then yes walk across which McKay is Street, also which worth it because there's amazing it. food in there. It's also worth it just be prepared for a lot of people in both spaces especially well, if you're yes. there on a weekend
1: but if you go on like a weeknight at like 7pm right after the dinner <laughs> rush, it's a perfect time
0: for <laughs> And there's,
1: like, a little, like, noodle place that has, like, $5, like, noodles, and it's so good.
0: Okay, so that's not the one I'm thinking of, but there's always one. There's also one right when you walk in on, uh, on 15th Street called Very Fresh Noodles. Ooh. And I took one step in, and I was like, oh, that guy's making those noodles right there. Those look very fresh. Oh. 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 <laughs>
1: there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> God damn it.
0: But uh, yeah, so I, anyway, to bring this conversation back, to <laughs> this, I moved, uh, by the time I moved, I, I knew that it accepted the position with Starbucks, uh, and I'm still working with a company, but I, I knew when I accepted that position over Glad that I would have to find a way to tie advocacy into mm-hmm. my everyday life. Uh, so I started brainstorming ideas, especially like, within the last six months, my mom, was very gung-ho about me getting involved with some sort of advocacy work, uh, and she recommended I started a blog.
1: Such a good idea.
0: And I was like, I don't know if people will read it. I don't know if, like, people want to hear my story. Like, I know that people like it when they're following me on social media, but mm-hmm. do you think I'll really have a following? Um So I started the blog about two months ago. It's called Trans and Caffeinated. Yes. Yes. Because I am... Both. Both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's centered largely around my experience, but I also try to weave in different resources uh, for people who are transitioning or their families or people who have employees who are transgender. Uh, I focus on different topics every week. Uh, The one that's coming out tomorrow is centered around advocacy in the workplace and finding support uh, in mm. the workplace. And that I mean, that's been really important for me because Starbucks mm-hmm. is such a trans inclusive workplace. I've yes. actually I've started doing trans inclusivity trainings at Starbucks for that's senior awesome. leadership. Yeah. Uh, because Starbucks is a company that really does care about making people feel included and a lot of the time they don't necessarily know how to include trans mm-hmm. people and how to rethink how they've been taught to see gender because a lot of folks in older generations are taught you know you meet someone they either look like a boy with air quotes that you can't see um (laughs) or look like a girl also with air quotes and you once upon a time it was you could just acceptable Yeah. yeah no one would call you out for assuming that someone was a boy or girl yeah and based on how they appeared And now we're in an age where people are starting, trans people are starting to speak up and say, hey, this is a problem. This is something we Mm -hmm. need to start paying attention to. And a lot of what we need to do as, I'm a manager, but I also have managers. And a lot of what I find is our responsibility to do is create those conversations so that the people who work for us Mm -hmm. feel included, feel supported, and feel like their leaders are doing the work that's necessary to cultivate an inclusive workspace and to respect each of them as individuals and as a group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always... Um, I. That's one reason I worked at Starbucks for two years mm. um, was because they were... And, or are an inclusive, super inclusive company. Oh my not, god! Yeah. Not this podcast is not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I'm just from Seattle, and everyone in Seattle eventually works for Starbucks. It's, I, just, it's how it works. I was gonna be like, I was gonna be
0: like, oh, Starbucks is not paying me, but no, they are. They're just like paying me to do this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: but when I first interviewed at Starbucks, I was in Missoula, Montana. Montana. Yeah, going to grad school. Oh, nice. uh, All yeah. right. <laughs> Where I believe it's still legal to fire someone if they're yeah. gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I knew that was going to be an especially issue. Especially if they're trans. Yes. Um, and I knew that was going to be an issue when I applied anywhere. hmm And so when I sat down for my interview at Starbucks, before we even talked, I was like, here's the thing. I'm gay. I'm not going to dance around that issue if you don't want to hire me because I'm gay, just tell me now and we yeah, don't have to waste bold. time. That I just, so, I yeah, no. I didn't have time to waste time. Well, that's
0: the thing is like you, add- I'm not mm-hmm.
1: someone that can hide that kind of shit. Like, no, yeah.
0: No, I mean, like I, I could maybe hide it at work, but I'm so out and proud on Facebook and I don't, mm. all of my social media is public because yeah. I am building this blog, especially yeah. I want people to be able to find me. So even if I were in a workplace that wasn't supportive, I, I wouldn't be able to hide it. Yeah. For very long, because I am so hot yeah. and proud.
1: But then, like, so what, after I said that, he looked at me and was like, This is a Starbucks.
0: Ooh, Starbucks.
1: Starbucks, as far as I'm concerned, is Seattle property. Mm-hmm. And being gay in Seattle is legal. So we're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 well, and that's
0: very how much it is. I mean, it, there's a, a lot of stories of people I've met that are like yours. I have a friend who. Um, is trans and he lived in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and people generally understood that the only establishment you could work in their city where you wouldn't get fired for being trans was Starbucks. And so yeah. the Starbucks were filled with queer and trans folks, mm-hmm. uh, which is really common in cities like that for the trans-inclusive places to be just filled with trans folks yeah. because you have that knowledge. You know that it's one of the only places where you can genuinely... Be assured that you'll be protected from discrimination mm-hmm. and from being fired.
1: And I mean, we're talking we're talking right now about like actual Starbucks stores, not the Starbucks. Yeah. F- what do they call them? Starbucks franchises. Uh, licensed stores. And the not license like Target stores. ones or The Barnes Noble yeah.
0: Cafe or those kinds of stores. Those which- ones aren't
1: technically Starbucks's, which is why you can't use rewards at those ones. Mm-hmm. BTW. Um. So they can kind of do whatever they want, which is unfortunate. But if you go into an yeah. actual Starbucks.
0: To a degree, so the, yeah. the same protections, I will generally, because they are still upheld to a certain standard, because mm-hmm. we can revoke, depending the on license. the cafe, we can revoke their, their license yeah. to serve our products, so to a degree, they can probably get away with more, just because, you know, they're being directly overseen mm-hmm. by wh- whatever organization they're inside, like to be it a Barnes & Noble or a Target, mm-hmm. which Target is also pretty inclusive, Yeah. Um
1: target costco starbucks
0: yeah but if there were to be an incident within some like barnes noble say where someone was discriminated against for being lgbtq i'd imagine that starbucks would have a lot to say about that starbucks corporate would, mm-hmm. would have something to oh, say yeah. and would consider renegotiating that agreement uh yeah. because that ultimately like it even does if it, speak on their brand. Yeah, it speaks in our brand. It spe- even pe- the general population doesn't know that these are licensed stores and not corporate. They think like, oh, I'm in a Starbucks, which is why people are confused when they can't use their rewards there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we still have to protect yeah. our brand and, and protect our brand's reputation as a trans-inclusive workplace.
1: Yeah. But no, Starbucks is definitely, they were, that was one reason why originally when Howard was talking about running for president. I was like, oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, finally. Um, and then he had to open his mouth and be like, yeah, I'm running for president to protect wealthy people's taxation. And mm-hmm. I was like, and you lost me. <laughs> but at least you're great for your employees. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he created a very, very inclusive Yeah,
1: he led the way in terms of employee, like... Um, benefits and stuff. Like, you yeah. work at Starbucks and you oh, get yeah. discounts literally everywhere. Well,
0: and, um, the... and
1: college education and protection and benefits and a 401k and it's crazy.
0: So, ha- have I talked to you about the, their trans-inclusive healthcare plan? They have a supplemental no. plan? Oh my god. Yeah, so they, uh, about two years ago, launched this healthcare plan. It is the most comprehensive healthcare plan of, to my knowledge of any employer in the U.S. and, Basically, under this supplemental plan, you can contact Starbucks Advocacy, there's a phone number available Mm -hmm. on our informational hub, and you call them, and any trans-affirming procedure that isn't covered under your actual insurance, if you have insurance through Starbucks... This supplemental plan will co- reimburse you 100% as oh long God, as you go through amazing. one of these Yeah, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've saved, like, I, so I've i been going through uh, laser hair removal for my face and electrolysis uh, leading up to my bottom surgery, Yay. April 15, 2021. Yay. Hashtag brand new pussy. Yes! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> God damn it. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and so my. Uh, not my electrolysis because I, I I went through my hospital um the electrolysis that they recommended as opposed to the one that Starbucks recommended, but uh, as long as you go with their recommended practitioner like mm-hmm. I did for my laser yeah they have paid me back seventeen hundred dollars over the past like six months oh
1: my god that's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: It pays more than my actual yeah. insurance. For yeah. Things.
1: <laughs> and as someone who actually knows personally several of the members, at least of the original LGB, they, the, the, I don't remember what they call it.
0: Pride Alliance?
1: No. Uh, uh, is that what they call it now? The Pride Alliance?
0: The Starbucks partner network yeah. for queer people? Yes, yeah. yes. Pride
1: Alliance. Um, I've met many of them and I'm yeah. friends with a couple of them and they're really cool people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so they're, they're, they really work hard. It's, I think it's honestly the company that works the hardest to make sure it's LGBTQ plus uh, employees are taken care of correctly.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for, for those of you listening, uh, Pride Alliance is Starbucks' LGBT uh, worker alliance within the company. Uh, so they host events throughout whatever area they're in. So mm-hmm. the New York Metro Pride Alliance does stuff in New York City. And it's specifically for people who work for the company to meet other LGBTQ people who work for the company. Mm -hmm. They also have Aladdin X one. That's Uh, amazing. Yeah, that's done a lot of events. I've I've attended a few of them. They're wonderful. Uh, One for women. Uh, There's a ton of them that support Mm -hmm. different communities within the company. They also
1: were... I believe Starbucks was the company that spearheaded... I don't know if it's a national thing yet, but the Safe Space... Um, program or Safe Place program, um, in Seattle mm-hmm. at least, Yeah, Starbucks created that with the Seattle police.
0: Yeah. They, they uh, were and, definitely like, you able... you go
1: through trainings to make sure that if someone comes in and they need help, you know how to help them, you know, mm-hmm. you have certain procedures that you go through. and It's really yeah. cool. Like, it's a cool company. Yeah. This wasn't intended to be a oh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry That's about Starbucks, yeah. but I mean... If you're someone out there that's listening to this podcast and you don't know and you're looking for a job and you need a job that is inclusive and going to help you, it is difficult to get a job at Starbucks generally because Mm -hmm. so many people apply to it for that reason. But if 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 you can, if you can, that's that's one option.
0: I applied to Starbucks for that reason. So mm. I, uh, I had gone to a boarding school that... Ooh,
1: yeah. okay. Do you not know this about me? No. This.
0: It's not as bougie. I always dreamed of going it, yeah, to boarding it's school. It's so not this boarding school. <laughs> uh, so they, I came out as trans at boarding school for the first time uh, publicly. And immediately my therapist outed me to my family oh, told God. them I was doing it for attention. And then this school oh, emailed God. all of the teachers and all of the other staff. Telling them that they were uh, not allowed to use my name and pronouns because it, and I quote, interfered with my therapeutic process. Uh, which, if you know anything about the WPATH, you know, World uh, Professional Association for Transgender Health Standards of Care, preventing someone from transitioning does the exact opposite. opposite yeah. It can lead to suicide, can lead to depression, dysphoria. Yeah. Um, all sorts of mental health concerns mm-hmm. that are compounded by experiencing gender dysphoria. Uh, but that that was the experience I had just left when I applied to Starbucks. And so when okay. I came home, I was super determined to find a space where I could just be myself and explore mm-hmm. my gender and people would be supportive. So I, like any millennial does, <laughs> took to Google.
1: Yes, Google. Uh,
0: yes, Google. And I... <laughs> I looked Except up, for
1: Stop Killing Seattle. What do
0: you mean Stop Killing Seattle? Like, <laughs> yes, Google as a search engine. Yes. Like, Google is very, it's, it's lovely and wonderful for searching things yeah. up. I have found a lot of resources. Also, yes, Tumblr, especially as a marginalized person. Tumblr mm-hmm. is, well, have some issues in the past and couple years. with Twitter. It, being 2013, being being like 16 years old and it was like 2012 and looking for information on being trans, I was super accrued Also, didn't by Twitter
1: just like, set out more rules in terms of banning people who were acting trans-exclusionary and using incorrect pronouns and bullying and stuff like that. I, I think like, I read that yesterday.
0: I feel like I read something about that and didn't get to actually go into it. So yeah, I don't know there's something I can about that. that. Something, something about that. Do
1: your research, people. Do your
0: research. I'm <laughs> well, not prepared for this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm never prepared. Oh, ever.
0: Oh, that is a... <laughs> New Yorkers, yep. never prepared. <laughs> never prepared. <laughs>
1: Fly by the seat of your pants, and you'll eventually get a job.
0: Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I right, uh, what is it? Lyft will drive you for free to your job interviews if you don't have a job, and what? if you get a job, they will give you up to three weeks of um, of rides for free until you get your first paycheck.
1: Wait, what? When is With, this?
0: It, they launched it, like, a couple of days ago. Oh, my God. I yeah. need to look that Isn't up. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. And especially so important for New Yorkers, because especially, like, the last thing you want to worry about when navigating a new job is, is the fucking MTA. To. Yep. <laughs> how to get there, yeah.
1: <laughs> how to get there. But also,
0: like, being late because the MTA is trash. Like, I can be late once in a while, mm-hmm. and my bosses understand. like, sometimes you can leave two hours in a one-hour trip, and the MTA yep. is just absolute garbage. Yep. And they understand, but think of someone starting a new job. Like if you're you, late,
1: well, and and when you're starting a new job, you don't necessarily know the average commute time yeah. either, because the commute time that maps tells you isn't always the actual commute time.
0: No, New York. You could say, really oh, it's forty-five
1: minutes, because yeah. technically, from here to Times Square is a forty-five-minute train ride. I it has
0: never taken. It has so it so
1: never taken me forty-five minutes. It's always an hour fifteen, hour and a half.
0: Yep. Yeah. So
1: like until you've done that route for at least a week you mm-hmm. don't know how long it takes you to get to a job so that's really yeah. cool
0: yeah it's really cool um, But anyway, so back to Google we, get, we yes. got here from yes, Google yes 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 um,
1: <laughs> how you get to anything
0: <laughs> how I get to anything ed- I'm good at retracing conversations it's a weird skill I'm that terrible I at it back-
1: can you just teach me
0: I got the skill from backpacking because when you're out there like it's so serene in nature that you can just like listen to your thoughts and trace your line of thoughts back like three days <laughs> but, like three days ago I thought of this and that's how we got here <laughs> weird. But anyway, so I put uh, gender-inclusive workspaces, or uh, trans-friendly workspaces, I think was how I said it, into Google, and the two places that came up for New Jersey were Trader Joe's. And yes, Starbucks. Trader Joe's,
1: that's another great one. Yeah, Again, Trader Joe's is great. Seattle Company.
0: Seattle Company! <laughs> but Trader Joe's did not hire me tier tier. It's uh,
1: also a very hard company to get a job at because there, yeah. everyone wants to work there because oh, yeah. its benefits aren't Around as good as Starbucks.
0: Yeah, and when I um when I interviewed there, I was already working at Starbucks a few months, and I wasn't mm. planning to give up that job. So it was just like, oh, I'm just gonna work here yep. part time, and I I think that was ultimately what did it because they yeah. were looking for a full time person. Got but it. anyway,
1: anyway, <laughs>
0: I found Starbucks. I interviewed at two locations like a couple of days later, and I was working there within a month after graduating from boarding oh school, God. and the first. Couple weeks there, I told one of my coworkers that I was, at that time, gender queer was how I identified, uh, and then I slowly just started telling, more and more of my coworkers, and then eight months into working for the company, I came out. And I transitioned, while working for the company, uh, my manager was super supportive. She was like, you know, I I I may slip up in your pronouns. I apologize in advance, but mm-hmm. please correct me if I do. Mm-hmm. Um. That's amazing. And, yeah, and they were just... It, it was such a great experience, especially compared to what I had just left mm-hmm. at boarding school. And that's ultimately why I've been with the company for five years, because yeah. I, I love what I'm able to do.
1: Yeah, completely. Um, on that... Oh, not on that specific note. Actually, on a note from, like, two minutes ago.
0: Two minutes is, like... On that note. now... Really, um, it was, like,
1: from the beginning. I was like, um, yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> um, and now I don't even remember what I was going to say. This is my entire life. So I, I just I have a it. thought. Oh, no, I don't anymore. <laughs> um, oh, it was, you were talking about how, um, you were talking about the, the um, what they were saying in terms of um, using gender-affirming pronouns in your name in terms of it affecting your therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know something that has been kind of a hot button topic for a long time is um, how to react when like people, when it seems like someone is using that for um, publicity. Like there was the big thing. Did you read about uh, Trisha Paytas saying she was trans?
0: Yes. And
1: then... Like everyone attacking her and then like a day later saying, "Oh no, I said it wrong," and like, so yeah. like, the the whole idea. Basically, what exciting. I'm trying to say is like the the. Your I'm and I'm curious about your thoughts on how to react when it seems like someone's using it for attention, which I think I know what you're gonna say, but yeah. I I just I want you to to weigh in on that.
0: Yeah, I. I think when someone says that they're transgender, believe them. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's any harm in doing that. I think it is better to affirm someone who is transgender than to call out someone who is just saying it for attention. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, like, they will get their just desserts mm-hmm. if they are doing it ...for that media buzz if they're doing it because they think it'll get them that attention. But just because someone seems like they might be doing it for attention, that might not necessarily mean that they are. I was... That was what folks said about me. People said Mm -hmm. I was doing it for attention because I was... I struggled a lot with attention seeking and it was because I was so insecure Mm -hmm. about my identity and about what I looked like. And I was so dysphoric that I the need to seek attention to, to be validated, to be affirmed and someone could have pe- people could have kept discounting my coming out as an attention ploy mm. because they thought it seemed like one mm. Interesting. but it just took a couple people to not say that Yeah. for me to feel affirmed so I think always err on the side of affirmation
1: yeah absolutely and I think something that a lot of people don't realize is like even if someone is doing it for attention or or if they're not how am I how do I I'm really good at communicating ideas especially
0: complicated <laughs> ideas no these are these are really complex I, ideas and they're not black and yeah, the white yeah I think there's
1: a lot the right in the middle ground. there's there's the the idea in kind of the queer hive mind that once you're you say you're trans there's no going back but i i've known and seen a lot of people who have started transitioning because they believed they were trans or or saw themselves in that place and then Mm -hmm. a couple years down the road that wasn't where they wanted to be or Mm -hmm. felt comfortable being anymore and so they um stopped their transition and it that happens. Let's, I, gender and sex is yeah, all fluid. And it all happens. Fluid. And it doesn't make anything less... More or less valid. It just means that we're all on this journey. And yeah. things happen. Gender <laughs> is a
0: journey. And hot take. Some people need to explore their gender to realize that they're not trans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely.
0: And cis people. Y'all can explore your gender too. Like, Just because you think you're cis doesn't mean you are. And yeah. you might find that... Something in the middle Mm -hmm. affirms you. Well, I
1: mean, every drag queen when they start drag goes through like a year or two of just that like, oh my God, am I trans? And then then some drag queens are trans. And sometimes it turns out, yeah, I am. And I've had people ask me, well... You like being fat and curvy and you have real boobs. Are you trans? I'm like, no, I'm just fat and curvy okay. and have real boobs that I'm working on getting um, rid of. Speaking just queens <laughs> to
0: realize you're trans, uh, the first podcast I was on also had Peppermint on it. Yes, also, Peppermint. She performed in my school and I gave her a hug. So basically Aww. I'm Peppermint's best friend.
1: Yes, <laughs> Perfect.
0: And she was in Starbucks while I was working, and I was running the floor. I was in charge. Yeah. And I could not do my job for 10 minutes. <laughs> I was just standing there, and people were like, what are you doing, Ariel? You're in charge. And I was like, but that's peppermint. <laughs> and they were like, who? I was like, peppermint? That's peppermint. What do you mean, who? <laughs> Get out of my I, I didn't say that. But like, <laughs> what do you mean, who peppermint? Keep it.
1: Yeah. But no, I think it's a. I think it's worthwhile exploring. And even if mm-hmm. you get to the the place in that exploration where, you do start transitioning chemically and mm-hmm. you start transitioning even physically.
0: Yeah.
1: And then down the road, it doesn't feel like you anymore. That's totally okay.
0: Gender is fluid. I, when I first came out, I was like, no, I am strictly femme all the time. I need to do all of the <laughs> feminine things. And as time has gone on, I've realized that I left one gender box to shove myself right in another and that mm-hmm. didn't feel great either like I I do enjoy wearing makeup I do love wearing dresses but I think if we all really thought about it we're some kind of non-binary we're yeah. all like nobody is the strictest ideal of femininity or the mm-hmm. strictest ideal of masculinity you know we're all somewhere in the middle and all on even if you're cis everyone is on a gender journey yeah Even if you don't ever question that, even, Mm -hmm. you know, trans femme people who are super femme and always know that they're super femme and always want to be super femme, like we're all on a gender journey Mm -hmm. and are constantly transforming and exploring ourselves. And that's, that's okay. And if, you know, five years from now, I, I realize that I am non-binary and want to use, and and, and use they, them pronouns Mm -hmm. and realize that I was never a woman, like that's, that's okay. Yeah. The one thing that I am not is a man. I am not a man. (laughs) Of all the identities, I might be non-binary, I might be gender clear, I might be gender fluid, I might be just totally trans-feminine, but it's the only thing I'm not.
1: (laughs) I wish I wasn't a man. (laughs) (sighs) But I'm stuck, unfortunately. But I do get to be in drag every once in a while. Woo! And when I'm in drag, it's very interesting. I've had more people recently, which is cool, start asking me for my pronouns. Um, which doesn't happen very often because I do tend to present fairly cis when I'm out of drag, especially mm-hmm. now that my eyebrows are coming in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, it's not very common for me to be asked for my pronouns. It feels great when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing, the only time I'm ever like sure of my pronouns mm-hmm. are when I'm in drag because my drag character is female. Yeah. And so you use she, her pronouns and she is in drag, out of drag. I don't fucking (laughs) care the only one I'm not I personally am not into is um, it but there are certain people who are and that's totally okay I just I personally do not like that pronoun
0: it feels dehumanizing yeah
1: it does but then at the same time there are certain people that don't want to identify as such which is totally okay
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, if anybody asks you to use a specific pronoun for them, respect it. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if
1: you don't like that pronoun.
0: Exactly. And I I personally am of the opinion that if you don't know someone's gender, it is okay to use they, them pronouns until you discover what pronouns they use. Um, But at which point that you find out what pronouns they use keep using they them pronouns Mm -hmm. use the ones that they use yeah exactly uh but they them using they them until you know someone's gender is just a way to affirm everyone and assume that everyone Mm -hmm. that people don't have a gender until you know what their gender is
1: i remember as a little kid like before this was even in the general mind of the people Mm -hmm. of the world um I remember as a little kid, when I would talk about someone, and I didn't know if they were a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. like, we're talking, like, four or five-year-old, like, very young little kid. If I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl that someone was talking about, I would be like, tell me about them.
0: Which is, like, a natural thing that we yeah, heard. And, but, like, English but I, teachers. But I remember my mother wrong.
1: very clearly being like, no, that's, that's only used for plural. Mm-hmm you have to use he or her. And I was like, but I don't know if it's a he or her, so I use them just in case. And she was like, no, 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 you just assume until you know. Well, people still... And I was like, no! Yeah,
0: people still make that argument against they, them, pronouns, they're like, it's not grammatically correct. I was like, look at any dictionary, honey. Like, it's in and there. Look at it's-
1: English and how different it is this year from last year. Also, like-
0: I'm sorry, English transforms. If you can add yeah. yas to the dictionary... <laughs> Like, and use it in, well, not the dictionary, but, like, if you can use that in language and not have everyone anyone be like, that's not a word, because, like, yas is a word. Yeah. And if you can add, like, texting to the dictionary, uh-huh. for instance, which wasn't a thing because it didn't or exist. Or if you're
1: William Shakespeare and can, like, add 2,100 words to the dictionary and have them widely used nowadays. And have them-
0: and how people Anything not else. even know that you came up with that? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like
0: you don't even know half the words. You What's your up favorite with
1: Shakespeare it? word that you created?
0: Oh my god, I don't even remember them anymore. They're, name a couple.
1: Mine is puke. <laughs> that was his word. Uh,
0: that I used to. I used to have like a list of them. That was, like Shakespeare created this. Yeah, so That was like in high school. Oh, oh one of my friends in college
1: had a had the list of all of the I words he created that, on his yeah. on his wall. It was great. Yeah,
0: I. But exactly, if, if mm-hmm. Shakespeare can just be like, "I want this to be a word, and therefore I will it into existence," yeah. then and don't like, you it's, can't it's, use the
1: excuse of "well, he was Shakespeare, so he's allowed to." Care. I'm sorry, I'm in sorry, his like, day he wasn't. Oh, he's Shakespeare. He was just a playwright.
0: I mean, and if you've seen something written, like he was a pretty big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but collective society, yes. If they if we start using a term, that is how language transforms. Yeah. So society at large starting to use a term is how language has transformed. And we're not even time. creating
1: a new word. Like there are countries that have already just created new words.
0: Yeah. Words have new definitions all the time. Yeah. And we're just we're just using a word that's already adapting. there
1: and adding a meaning to it. I'm a sorry, like really logical take meaning.
0: People and all organisms are supposed to adapt to their Time what? and what? environment? What? 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 An adaptation what? You growing and evolution occurs? What? What? We're not, it's not, we're not just, like, created. <laughs>
1: we're not going to that, right? <laughs> but, uh, no, like, yeah, it's crazy that language, like, suddenly we're in a time period where people are like, the English language is not mutable. It's like, I'm sorry, have you traced the entire lineage of the language? Because every hundred years, it's basically a new language. It's
0: basically a new language. But the (laughs) people who are saying that are the people who don't want to grow and change themselves. I
1: mean, yeah. Or the people that think that it's their country and immigrants need to go home.
0: (laughs) I hate Trumpers. (laughs) Oh, God. Shakespeare's loudly in the air. Vivian Kitchen. Shakespeares Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare in gay. Shakespeare in trans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um I should have a question right now, but I don't really have a question because that was hilarious. <laughs> um so in on I guess steering away from like workplaces and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you have a blog. What is your blog about? Tell me about your blog. Yeah. I'm going so, like, <laughs> to say blog as much as I possibly can. But
0: y'all don't see her hand <laughs> motions right now. Like, Vivian is flicking her wrist with, like, her, like... Full-on 45
1: like, degrees. Like,
0: 45-degree, like, forward motion jazz hands, kind of. Like, <laughs> like if jazz hands were turned forward towards the recipient, <laughs> as opposed to on the side of
1: the full-on, like, Mel Brooks' Fagula.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so my blog, as I talked about before, so it's called Trans and Caffeinated. Uh, I also have a Facebook group if you want to stay up to date or you can Isn't subscribe I'm on I'm part Trans of the Facebook group. Yes, are, you are or you aren't? I am. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I, okay. I, I know uh, I added you. Yeah. Uh, it's called, Tran- yeah, so go to transencaffeinatedcom You can subscribe that way. And I'm basically just sharing my story and talking about what I've learned because I remember feeling super... Alone and like nobody else knew what I was going through. <laughs> I like how you just checked. Me. I was just sure my mic was on. on. I do that like six times every podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, like, oh i said uh, so many uh, funny things. Uh, Are yeah, we uh. gonna ever hear them again? <laughs> um, yeah, but I remember feeling super alone when I first started transitioning, and like I couldn't see myself on the internet. It was, you know, there were a couple of resources that came up when I searched inspiring trans women, which was when I. Frequent mm-hmm. Google searches uh, when I started out, and it when I came out in twenty thirteen, Laverne Cox wasn't even a public figure yet. So keep in mind like, Wait, these,
1: seriously? Yeah. She's she, that new?
0: Well, she you could read her things that she'd said, but she wasn't prominent. That's true. She was acting, but Orange is the New Black started.
1: That's very true. When she came, and came out. She came and spoke at University of Montana and I got to go see her
0: speak. Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember all over campus, people were like, who's
0: because she had yeah. just gotten onto Orange exactly. Is the New
1: Black, and people are like, "So we have some random actress coming?" Mm-hmm.
0: And then she, and now,
1: was. now I'm like, I wish because I left halfway through because I had rehearsal. it's was like, now I wish I had blown off rehearsal and just. Oh my god. Listened.
0: <laughs> well, that's how I felt seeing Peppermint on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I stayed for her whole performance but I would have been much more excited to see her if she had already been in RuPaul but granted she never would have been at Ramapo College of New Jersey performing if she had already been in RuPaul I mean but she still does all of her local gigs
1: like she doesn't yeah yeah, New York
0: though like not like small colleges in New Jersey I mean that's true no
1: one wants to go to New Jersey nobody wants to go to New Jersey no one talks about New Jersey
0: nobody (sighs) talk about New Jersey please we They're trying. Some we of only, us moved to Brooklyn. So we we to only be
1: sometimes talk about Philly, so talking about New Jersey is really tough. Wait, so my blog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <so> your vlog. <laughs> um,
0: I didn't have experiences to relate to growing up, so I searched mm-hmm. on because even when I was when I was younger, I was trying to figure out what these feelings meant, and I didn't even know the word transgender. Mm-hmm. And now fortunately that discussion is being had in households about what trans people are. I mean, obviously there are households that are um. a lot that get it wrong or <laughs> aren't affirming and there are trans kids in those households that still mm-hmm. learn that it's a bad thing. But the more positive trans stories that we put out there and I put out there, the more visibility mm-hmm. I give, the more authentically I speak to these issues that are really often taboo and hard to talk about because I, I have a I have a blog post called Congrats on the New Vagina, and it's all outlining what a vagina has represented to me for all my life, mm-hmm. and how excited I am for bottom surgery, but also like that I wasn't sure if I wanted a vagina for mm-hmm. a long time, because not because I didn't want a vagina, but because bottom surgery is a huge undertaking, yeah. and these are things people don't talk about, because when you hear the standard trans narrative you hear, like, you come out, you take hormones, you get bottom surgery, and you're done. Mm-hmm. And that is the transition, and there's no other way to transition, and there's no, like, there's no room for deviation from that yeah. transition norm. And even cis folks, when they when they think about transitioning, they think, you know, you're going from one binary to the other end of the binary, and there's no room for yeah. something in the middle. And there's no room for people who identify... As women, Mm -hmm. not to want a vagina. Yeah. And so I'm trying to create this space for more diverse stories about trans Mm -hmm. people to be told. More stories that deviate from that standard trans narrative. That that folks perpetuate that narrative in an effort to be affirming. It's not... Uh, there's no malicious intent behind it. It's not like you must get a vagina. I mean I'm sure there I mean there definitely is some of that too. Like you're not yeah, a woman. But who it's you more have like the thought
1: of like oh if you're trans and you're transitioning then you must want to change from one to the yeah. other. Yeah.
0: Yeah and so I never heard about that in the beginning of my transition. I never realized that it was possible to be trans and not one of vagina. So mm-hmm. I wrote my narrative for what my transition should be before I even started transitioning and then mm-hmm. only a couple years in did I start thinking about okay maybe I I don't want bottom surgery and for me ultimately I decided that I did mm-hmm. uh but that's not everyone's journey and that's that's totally okay and I want I want to give I want to provide a space for people to see that trans gender journeys can be different transitions can be different yeah. and that doesn't make your identity any less valid just because you have the same identity as someone, but took different transition, yeah. traditional steps. Um, so I'm using that space to provide that visibility, to share my story, to uh, provide space for people to share their experiences. Uh, I have been developing a resource list over the past couple months. Uh, I post resources that are relevant to whatever I'm discussing that week, and then I add them onto a resource list that I have on my uh, on my main page. On, on the main the home page of my blog and really just trying to provide a space for this conversation to be had and also not only provide the space for trans folks but also mm-hmm. put information out there to educate cis folks because yeah. as trans people we are constantly I mean this happens to a lot of marginalized communities while being in a situation where folks aren't meeting your needs as a member of marginalized community you are also then asked to advocate for community and almost obligatorily almost you like you have to be the representative of your community yeah. if you're the only person within a particular space the, with uh, that marginalized token. community <laughs> yeah be- being a token mm-hmm. means that you are often pigeonholed into advocating for your community when you might not necessarily want to, and that's okay. Nobody has to be the voice of their community. Mm-hmm. But at least in putting this information out there and in trying to spread this information to cis folks and trans folks alike, I feel like I'm creating an educational space as well as that conversation yeah. for trans folks.
1: Well, and I th- I, I made this point on um, the podcast that I recorded with Rosalind, who I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm currently in a place where I'm asking these questions because Ariel is my friend and we talked about having this podcast and mm-hmm. this is a place for me to specifically ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Although I am also framing it in terms of her experience and where she comes from and all of this rather than please speak for everyone who has yeah. ever been trans. Um, and I think it's a it's a good point to make that no one is required to educate mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm able to ask these questions because I'm in a place with Ariel mm-hmm. who is willing to answer those questions yeah. for me. Um, but the good first step to take if you don't know something is to try educating yourself. Yeah. And then if you can't find certain information. Forge a relationship with someone, like yeah. find someone and get to know them. Mm-hmm. Don't just walk up to them and be like, "You look trans." Tell me, what is this? <laughs> like, that's not necessarily the best way to go about things.
0: No, you can. And no, I hear stories run. like that
1: all the time.
0: But I, I, I genuinely would have people. I, so I, I, like educating. Mm-hmm. I like, I like. Yeah. Giving people that information, but. I would have people, like, interrupt me while I was doing things to have me educate them. Or, like, or I'd be at work and people would try to have a conversation about... Like, people would ask me about sex, like, at work. and
1: Time and place, I'm people. Time I... and
0: place. <laughs> if anyone wants to know how trans people have sex, the answer is better.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Better. <laughs> it's also, like... It's also just, like, walking up to any stranger and being like, so how do you have sex? It's like it's not your business like
0: wh- what What? <laughs> with my nipples, <laughs> um, just, nipples i, I ran
1: my head into the wall <laughs> and just oh. stand there for a while hey in the don't quarter.
0: don't kink shame this is a queer queer and uh, that's kink affirming podcast fair. That's fair. If i want to ram my head into the wall before <laughs> i have sex i sure as hell will that's true yeah but you don't go up to random cis folks and ask that just like you don't go up to random cis folks and ask them to describe in great detail the shape of their genitals, like people, the amount yeah, of people right? that ask me if I've had bottom surgery it's is so crazy, so alarming. And I, I responded. I eventually I learned to respond by being alarmingly open about,
1: Perfect. like,
0: alarmingly and and disarmingly mm-hmm. open about my surgical status to uh-huh. the point where I just like discuss the fact that I'm having bottom surgery soon and scream hashtag brand new pussy everywhere, like. <laughs> you know well context and then before, you start telling them there, exactly but... how
1: the surgery happens and are like this is a I mean, great YouTube video if you want to h- watch the CGI version of this or yeah. then there's the actual u- okay I also went on a journey where I watched all of those YouTube videos because up. I was very curious mm-hmm. and it was a little scarring for me but, it's
0: well honestly <laughs> not,
1: not more scarring than watching a live birth but <laughs> I think it's equally as scary. Yes, it's equally as scary. You're, you're still... It's watching any surgery is very scary. Both
0: of those is ripping open someone's genitals. Like, <laughs> yeah. so... it's just like, no, that's useful. Yeah, one is... They're yeah. both the miracle of birth. One of them is birthing a kid. The other exactly. is birthing a pussy. Like, what's <laughs> the difference? <laughs> I think... They're both are damn miraculous either way. Modern I think something people. that was really important
1: to me, and I don't remember, I didn't, I should have gone back and listened to the last podcast that I recorded around this subject to make sure I'm not repeating things. But if I repeat things, who the fuck cares? Um, I mean,
0: also, it's not necessary, necessarily true that everyone will listen to every episode of a podcast. That's very true. So.
1: That's very true. Um, something that was important to me in terms of my my educational growth in this subject and mm-hmm. learning about myself and about other people in my community, mm-hmm. um, was learning how, um, A, how genitalia has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Like, has nothing to do with, the, like, a person's biological sex. Mm-hmm. It literally doesn't. There's also, new research...
0: biological sex is not binary it, Yeah,
1: there's new research coming out that says there are, I think it's six, six sexes that we know of and another 42... Theorize.
0: Yeah, I, we, the we first probably discussion the exact you and same. I actually yes. had was sitting on the the now non-existent two train. Yes. Uh, coming back from Manhattan because we just happened to be we. You yeah. were at my my store before. Yes, I worked yes, where, yes. Um, where I am now.
1: And we were riding back Talk, together talking about, about this. Talking about this. But <clears throat> how? Like, there's so many chromosomal like mm-hmm. matches, and the only thing that determines genitalia is when testosterone hits the baby. Yeah. Like literally. That's the only thing that matters. Well, and there, yeah. It there has are, nothing to do with the yeah, DNA.
0: There are people with, um, with XY, I think it's X, yeah, XY chromosomes, but they, which is typically like interpreted as male, but mm-hmm. aren't receptive to androgens like testosterone. Mm-hmm. And so they, so they end
1: up with a vagina. And it and happens.
0: Yeah, and it happens more <clears throat> commonly than you think. But because most people are not and getting unless, chromosomal tests.
1: Exactly. Unless you have a chromosomal test, you have no idea what you are or who you are
0: a, a and very, biologically. At least one, I think it was like one in a hundred. It was a very large amount of people, mm-hmm. need to think are intersex, which yeah. means they're not, you know, XY uh, penis testes yes. or XX uh, uterus yes. vagina. But then even
1: on top of that. But yeah, oh.
0: but but they um, but they never know it because but they never know because like, yes, they don't get tested. Yeah.
1: Um, And on top of that, I went and sought out a list of every single biological piece of genitalia in both quote-unquote female and quote-unquote male, Um, which I tend to use those terms now more in, like, the electrical way of, like... (laughs) One thing fitting into another thing, which, which is
0: also can we talk about how like gremmy it is that electrical things are called that? Like that's the the reason they're called that is because yes. of genitals. Like yes. you were saying, like this plug it, it has a vagina I, and this but, plug has yeah. a penis.
1: But then when I I'm, I'm, s- like,
0: I'm sorry, that plug has an Audi. <laughs> I have an Audi. I've got a penis, and I'm a woman. So that yeah. plug is a female, and the other one's the male because men have vaginas and women have penises. Yeah. <laughs>
1: continue (laughs) Uh, but that's how I like I use those two terms in that way because it it dissociates it from (laughs) sex and gender for me like they're Mm -hmm. just different types of genitals Mm -hmm. but um, I I went and searched the list like a side by side list and there are many of them Mm -hmm. online and there's only one difference between quote-unquote male and quote-unquote female genitalia and that's the uterus mm-hmm. and that's because the uterus forms after testosterone hits the system yeah so that's literally the only difference every other bit every other piece is a one-to-one correlation so i'm sorry straight guys out there who find the clit you're also sucking on her dick <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's literally no difference in, except in terms of size or slash any Audi like yeah. it's mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's exactly the same. It's like a belly button.
0: Yeah, literally. Literally. Literally.
1: <laughs> so like, what's the big deal, people? What's I've, the big deal? Also, can we stop advertising our babies' genitalia? Like oh, gender can
0: we... reveal parties. Oh my it's god. It's so
1: disturbing to me. It's like why? Do, why do I want to know? What genitals your baby has?
0: Yeah, you're not average. You're not telling people your baby's gender. When you no, you're telling like them ho- ho- parties, like
1: but- how they're going to possibly reproduce in the future.
0: Also, you are asserting <laughs> your understanding of what their interests and hobbies will be, and what types of clothing yeah. they'll like to dress in, and what colors they'll like based on the shape of their genitals.
1: Exactly. And, and can we talk about how blue and pink are passé, and yellow and green are the new? Everything.
0: But also, we talk about blue and pink, like those colors used to be flipped for babies because red used to mean strength and dominance, Mm -hmm. and blue used to mean docile and.
1: And how, like, in the last century, it was more common for all babies to wear dresses until. Yeah. I think it was like until 10 or 11 years old. Everyone wore dresses.
0: And then clothing companies and toy companies ruined it all by <sighs> advertising and claiming Stupid. that pink was for girls and blue was for boys. So you had a boy kid and a girl kid. You had to buy different clothes and different toys because it needed to be <laughs> the color of the baby that you but, had based on the shape of their genitals. We could also talk
1: about how high heels were originally created by men for men. So, uh...
0: Mm-hmm. Hello,
1: Louis the 14th.
0: Um, the and... <laughs> The most oppressive invention, the bra, which I mean, <laughs> okay, not, in been, the context that it was replacing the corset is not that bad. In the context
1: of replacing the corset, it was a fantastic move
0: <laughs> on behalf of women, but it was created by a woman and it's still fucking uncomfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: Free the nipple people. We're figuring it out.
1: We're figuring it out. I personally like them, but that's because in drag, I like to be nice and perky. I love being so, nice and perky, but I don't... But not everyone has to be nice I and perky. Be
0: required to be nice and perky. What? I shouldn't be required to be no, nice exactly. and perky all the time. Exactly.
1: Or ever. Or ever. Like, if you want to be, go for it. But not everyone mm-hmm. has to be. Mm-hmm. I, I like a little bit of a lift and push.
0: I mean, who doesn't <laughs> from time to time. I
1: mean, unless, <laughs> unless we're, like, in Pride and Prejudice, and then you want to lift and separate, but... Uh, different times, different, different strokes for different
0: folks. <laughs> <laughs> Whole bunch of cliches. <laughs> Insert cliché here. Oh. Anyway. Um, but I um, back to gender reveal parties. I did. It, it's just, just such an absurd practice, and yeah. you're not revealing the baby's gender because, frankly, if my parents had had a gender reveal party, which thankfully they did not, they I would have know, revealed you're... my gender to be male, and my gender was never male. I was always a little trans yeah. from the time I could speak. And if they said I was a male, they were wrong.
1: Yeah. And I I honestly don't remember gender reveal parties being a thing before, like, 2008.
0: It was, like, invented by some guy on the internet when the internet got popular. Like,
1: I literally, honestly don't remember do it pre-college. Like, I don't think i have ever heard of one pre-college. And then all of a sudden, everyone was having them. And it was like, this is... What?
0: Um. So this, Why did we
1: create this?
0: The story that I heard was that it was... Accidentally, sort of. I mean, not accidentally, but it wasn't created with the intention of getting big. It's just some dude in like Iowa or something had this idea, and he did it, and then suddenly everyone was doing it. And Mm -hmm. I saw an article recently, and you know, I don't, I can't validate that these are one hundred percent facts, but this is the story that I heard. Uh, Apparently, he came out and said that you, this is not a practice we should be doing. I don't agree with having gender reveal parties which is really cool and I mean there's there's the
1: the the idea of like announcing it's a girl or it's a boy has been around forever but that was it wasn't like it wasn't used to the degree that it is now yeah like it was more like you would Stand like the father would stand in the waiting room waiting for the kid to be born. The nurse would be like, This is what you had, and he would have yeah. a cigar and tell everyone that it's a girl,
0: but like, which again is yeah. still
1: incorrect, but, but it like, wasn't yeah. this big, like, Oh my god, I'm gonna tell the world because there's pink smoke coming out of this thing.
0: Oh my god, did you hear about the one with the alligator? No, um, so I heard this on Nancy podcast, yeah, and there was one I don't, I won't, I'm gonna butcher it a little bit because I don't remember the exact details, but. It was this game, they, they were playing a game where it was like, oh, uh, was this the real gender reveal or did I make this up? And one of the stories, this was a real one, was the dad had a real life alligator come that had like a giant, like hard, like, not like a bowling ball, but something like that in his mouth. Um, and it was filled with either a blue or a pink liquid. And the alligator, like, They don't open their jaws when they're biting down on something, so they put it in the alligator's mouth, and it broke open and had blue fluid in it, so it was a boy. And isn't that just about the craziest fucking shit you've ever heard? Are the sis okay? Because I don't think so. Vivian's making a crazy face right now. She will be back in, like, five minutes.
1: (laughs) I don't know what to even think. Like, Why? Like, or, like, there, uh, recently there have been a few people that have blown themselves up doing it. Or there was... I just saw today there was a plane <laughs> that crashed after dumping tons of pink liquid.
0: Oh. Uh, I was just
1: like, can people just stop being stupid? I mean, that's let a me, whole Let me rephrase that. Discussion. Can straight people stop being stupid? Can cis
0: straight people stop being stupid?
1: Is there such a thing as a non-cis straight person?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's true. Yes, I, I have several friends that's true. who are... I, mean, but then you get I, into a I always forget like, that cis, cis and
1: trans aren't like queer exclusionary yeah, terms well, so like I'm always just like if someone's queer I'm like you can't be cis and then I'm like but you kind of are like,
0: but like if you really want to get into this mandate, so, like, no one is entirely straight no one is entirely cis like this gender and sexuality are so fluid and the world is just way too weird for that shit Yeah, but, I
1: personally think that the future like the optimal future fluid. is pan and fluid Woo!
0: that is my dream
1: I think I mean we're like 500 to 1000 years off from that at least but if I we last I mean that I'm long. like
0: 2 years <laughs> off
1: from that. I mean I I consider myself like 99% gay. Like there there are some women that I'd mm-hmm. be like so down for. Yeah. And that's about it. I like yeah. it, it isn't I've never, I don't know, I don't think there is a term for it. Because I don't care about genitalia. Yeah. I just care, like, in my mind it doesn't register as, like, sexual attraction. Yeah. Unless you're male presenting. But that's, like... So drag kings, fuck me up. Yeah.
0: But that's, like...
1: Landon insider.
0: How theoretically (laughs) sexuality should work, but then transphobia comes into play where people are like, oh, like, I'm attracted to women but not trans women. I'm like, no... It's not a preference that's just transphobic. Yeah, if you exactly. You say you're you're straight but you won't date trans women, I'm looking at you, cis man. I says that man. You know, that that's that's just No, transphobic.
1: I, it's that's something that I've tried to explain to people before is it's the the difference between a preference and being phobic of something is saying I would never versus if it happens, okay, mm-hmm. but that's not what I've normally been looking at or yeah, have been looking at. Exactly. So, like, Discounting if, an entire
0: group of people based exactly. the shape of their genitalia I, is transphobic.
1: I've had those conversations about fat people where like someone will say, I'd never have sex with a fat person. Yeah. Like that is fatphobic.
0: That is. To yes.
1: say I haven't so far been attracted to a fat person, but I'm not, I'm not closed off to the yeah. idea. Like if I, if I'm into someone yeah. and they happen to be fat, I don't care. Yeah. That's a preference.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the difference.
0: Yeah.
1: And the same applies in terms trans- of gender. Oh. The same applies in terms of trans. It, that's that's the difference. Just don't be a phobic asshole. Don't
0: be a phobic asshole. <sighs> I wrote a blog post about this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> so, I. Uh, Go read the blog. Transandcaffeinated.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think these are just discussions that we need to be having... More And I think people are starting to have these mm-hmm. these types of discussions uh, more frequently. But it, it just needs to be more mainstream. Because we can sit on this queer podcast and yeah. say this. Uh, but these discussions aren't being held on, you know, the news shows that you watch in the morning. Like they're, no. Like, they're having very, like, superficially like that Katie Cork episode where she <sighs> talked about trans kids. Which is, like, super problematic. But she... She tried, it was before the age where people were actually like, hey, if you interview trans people, you also have to understand basic things about how to talk to trans people and yes. things not to say. Yes. Um, and not that she's not accountable for how insensitive some of that reporting was, but nobody told her that you had to be better and nobody yeah. was putting the pressure on her to be that way, so why would she be... Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, that doesn't mean she's And not she didn't educate
1: right. herself prior
0: yeah, as well. exactly. But anyway, besides the point, like, there, that is the type of media reporting that was happening three years ago, and now we're slightly better. Where, you know, slightly. it's still mostly cisgender we're people still doing the reporting. and running
1: crowning Meghan McCain as an honorary rude girl, but ridiculous. And not allowing trans people on Drag Race.
0: Also hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. So or we, I mean, should I
1: say, we're allowing trans people on Drag Race, but we're not allowing post op trans people on Drag Race
0: which I'm sorry that is a ridiculous distinction for yeah. anything. Well,
1: especially because there have been drag queens on that show who have had more operations than any trans person.
0: Also is required to get. You're telling <laughs> me that you're going to like cavity search me before you let me on a TV show? Right,
1: you're going to ask me how much silicone is in my body before I go <laughs> or how what hormones I have in my right? blood? Like, like you're going to blood you. test me? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like I remember reading or listening I can't remember which one it was to an a interview with Jiggly where she was talking about when she was cast she was already on hormones mm-hmm. and she was told she had to stop hormone therapy in order to be on the show and she mm-hmm. did and then she started it back up after and that's ridiculous mm-hmm. you should let someone if someone has a medication of any kind let them have their damn medication give
0: me my fucking medication
1: right like that's Stupid.
0: Mm hmm. I agree.
1: And then you have Dracula out here crowning drag kings, which is amazing.
0: Dracula! Woo! So I didn't really get into drag because RuPaul was transphobic. So I like drag, but I've never really watched Drag Race just because Mm, of that, because I felt so invalidated by it. Um, but all of my friends are telling me I should watch Dragula now, and like objectively, I should because you
1: should, and it's on Netflix. I now. love
0: drag, I just don't like it. It's real easy movies. to watch
1: now. You don't even have to have an Amazon Prime account. Yeah, if I'm you gonna have watch Netflix, it. you can watch it. At least in I'm the second two seasons, you can't watch Everybody
0: the first one. tells me I should. Like, too. a bunch of my best friends are like, I'm in a group chat with them, and they they all talk about every week's episode of Dragula. Right? And it's, I'm like, it's great. I don't know what I you're talking it. about. Watch the good place.
1: The Boulets are amazing. They also, yeah. what was, I think, a big deal for a lot of Drag Race Mm -hmm. fans was the fact that the Boulets, before every critiquing session, Mm -hmm. said, we're not critiquing your drag because drag is art and art is subjective. Mm -hmm. We're we're critiquing your drag as it relates to this competition, which is something Drag Race never made the distinction between.
0: That's a very... I like the intentionality behind that. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it was
1: the same thing in terms of, like, they made sure that... The people who were not cis men on that show Mm -hmm. were recognized as being kind of the heroes that they were because of being in that competition as they are. Yeah. And that never having happened before.
0: I have dreamed for a while of being a drag king just because I love gender fucks. Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So my, my drag king name is Gene Romper um and i start in a rainbow denim romper and the at the end i reveal to a sequin rainbow dress um Perfect. come see me on november 30th uh the category is poor it's a queer latte art throwdown. down yes I'm donating to housing works with yes. the yes that's amazing mm-hmm, my friend mika is running it they are so cool
1: so you're going to take lots of videos and post them on your blog, right? I'm going to take
0: lots of videos, post them my blog, probably like have a whole blog piece about the event. It yeah. is, oh, it is, it is pose themed. So it is yes. ballroom style. You pick a house, you compete with your house.
1: And I think something just to like put this bug in your ear, mm-hmm. which is probably already in bugs. your ear, but I don't care. I'm just going to put the bug in your ear. <gasps> Because I, uh, (laughs) sorry about it, I normally would ask permission, but... I know, but it's important, you need to But this is important. I I know. As uh, as
0: your friend, I understand.
1: Especially as a trans femme person Mm -hmm. who's doing... I'm what now? Who's uh, (laughs) going to do a drag king. Mm -hmm. I think there's a really interesting article in there in terms of... I've heard of people doing that before and having people get really confused in terms of, well, if you transitioned from male to female, why do you suddenly want to do drag as a male?
0: Because gender is performance. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But it's, I think it's a, I think it's a big, it's, it is complicated to a certain extent, but it also, I think there's a lot of confusion there for a lot of cis people.
0: Well, and I think that's the exact conversation that I'm trying to create and also to separate identity from Perform from gender presentation and yeah. performance, because um, a, a there are a lot of trans feminine people who have giant bushy beards and love their giant bushy beards, uh-huh. and I'm allowed to perform a masculine role. I'm about allowed to play a man, or mm-hmm. men are allowed to play women. You know, in Shakespeare's time, yeah, and played all the parts um, yeah. without identifying as a man. And I I I think. You know I, I don't often enter into this whole discussion about it when I bring up that drag character because the, I've been talking about mm-hmm. this for a while, but really that is the conversation I'm trying to create yeah is the fact that I'm allowed to have fun performing masculinity, yeah, even though the last thing I ever identified as is a man
1: yeah, I mean it's the same thing with my drag I yeah. don't identify as a woman, yeah, but my drag character is female yeah because there's a certain um Political stance that I want to explore and a certain expression that I want to explore through presenting myself as female mm-hmm. at certain times in certain ways.
0: Yeah, and well, people are only. Gonna, and that's drag. Yeah, that's they, what, drag exactly. that's, that's what, drag what drag is
1: for. That's literally what drag is for.
0: Drag is performing as a gender. And if
1: I wanted to go and do often, drag king you know, stuff yeah. too, that's also valid.
0: Yeah. Well, and then there's this super transphobic term that's emerged called bio queens which is like mm. such bullshit it's
1: been a while, around for a little while that's in like bio bio-que- yeah. bio queen faux queen hyper queen yeah all of those terms have come around and i know some people who do identify as those because it helps them in their identity and they 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 themselves choose to, choose to identify themselves as such and don't necessarily put that label on other people. But
0: I also think it, that term it's itself... Unnecessary. In, it, it's unnecessary. But I think the use of that term invalidates transgender people. I mean, yeah. Because it's saying, like, I... Like, if I were to be a drag queen, people wouldn't call me a bio queen, even though I mm-hmm. am a woman and am performing femininity. They're only saying that because someone has a vagina and is performing femininity. Yeah. Um, so it, it's so focused in the genitals that it just... It, it feels...
1: Also, I have to say, most of my favorite queens are not cis male queens.
0: I mean, that's just amazing. i just going to say, there are
1: lots of amazing queens out there who, guess what, aren't cis males.
0: Okay, but how fun would it be to see Gene Romper live on stage?
1: It would be incredibly ah. amazing, and I hope I get to
0: see And it. people would be like, what gender are you? And I'd be like, I don't know, call me when you find out. <laughs> just not a man.
1: I'm am you know how when they say ladies gentlemen and those who have yet to make up their minds I'm Kinky the boots? third option uh, yet.
0: I'm just like. Uh. <laughs> Publicly trans femme behind the scenes just existing like I'm comfortable. I'm being... barely
1: surviving oh. life. I don't have time to figure out if my gender is what I think it is. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can exist as female comfortably while I figure my shit out. I could not have existed as male comfortably while I figure That's my shit completely out. Completely fair. Which just means that I'm probably like more woman than I am man. Mm-hmm. Um. But ultimately, I think we're all somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, what? Really? What? Gender what?
0: isn't, like, binary? You don't have to be God. one or the other? You mean... What?
1: Gender and sexual binaries don't exist in in the universe?
0: I mean, they're just, like, created as our way of understanding what? this crazy complex world in which we live? What? what? <laughs> yeah, so that... But that, like, it doesn't mean that anyone's gender is not valid. Like, obviously... No. Even though gender is made up, it's still very real. You can make up something and have it be a real thing that we are... are yeah, I don't think it's necessarily...
1: M- I don't think... Made up is necessarily the correct word. I think, I think it's more. As humans, we like to create order where we see disorder. Yeah. And so, by labeling things and cre- mm-hmm. and creating the idea of a binary, it's, it's humans looking at the world around us mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how it works. And now we're realizing that it works a whole lot more complexly mm-hmm. than we ever thought.
0: Oh, so much more. The the world is. Weird. I
1: mean, I'm sorry. When algae can have, like, thousands of sexual options, also, there's no way that humans are only two.
0: Um, When <laughs> fish, if there, there are certain breeds of fish where if the alpha male of the group dies, the mm-hmm. females in the group will fight to see who is the most dominant. Yeah. And whoever wins that will literally physically become a male fish. Yeah.
1: Well, clams... Clams all start their lives as male and all become female, and as they do, inseminate themselves, and that's how they reproduce. They're asexual. And we're not creatures. even consuming. No, they're <laughs> they're just they're asexual animals, which means they're both
0: amazing which is so cool that's so beautiful Fucking like me the fun. animal
1: kingdom is amazing except for dolphins we don't talk about them because dolphins they're are scary
0: creepy and terrifying and people think that they're cute
1: dolphins are literally the scariest creatures because they don't care what is around them they will have sex with it
0: dolphins are just scary and you don't get sharks.
1: a choice they are they're scarier than sharks yeah there's okay <laughs> Since we now on this subject. It's like,
0: it's like sharks, if sharks generally attack people that weren't bothering them. Because yes. dolphins will attack anything. Sharks will attack you if you're bleeding.
1: Or if you look like a seal.
0: Or if you're like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you, on this subject, have you ever watched the YouTube series that Isabella Rossellini created called Green Porn?
0: No, but that doesn't sound like my type of porn, but I'm, I can listen it's- to it
1: amazing yeah so basically what it is is it's a series of like i think the longest one is like 10 or 15 minutes Mm -hmm. but most of them are like two minutes long and she just explains how animals have sex Ooh. so like but they're super funny and she's always dressed up as the animals that's amazing amazing and it's isabella rossellini so of course it's hilarious (laughs) And her dolphin one is the funniest. I have to watch it. Because this now. it's just all of these like dolphin cutouts behind her, like fucking rocks and like fucking each other. And then she's like, and sometimes the males even fuck blowholes. <laughs> and it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Because it's true. Really? Like she doesn't, she's not making shit up. She just like, it real. Yeah, she just explains how animals have sex. And the snails, snails are scary. Yeah. Snails I mean, stab each other.
0: Oh wait, are they the
1: ones that stab each other through the sternum? Yeah, they literally just stab each other. I mean, are
0: we king shaming
1: now? No, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like it's not crazy in a bad way. It's just like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> like what? That's
1: so see, even crazy. humans hurting each other and having sexual pleasure is not unheard of in the animal kingdom.
0: Yeah, hurting each other. Just don't okay. kill each other. Don't kill each other. <laughs> um, consent is mandatory. Only hurt people that want to be hurt. And yes, don't
1: but, but also don't, still don't kill them <laughs> if they're asking you to. <laughs> unless it's killing, legal in your state.
0: Killing people. <laughs> and written
1: down and signed.
0: If you're not a doctor, it is <laughs> not legal in any state.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it? No, I should die. I have to do my research on that. <laughs>
0: Only if you're a doctor, you can assist in suicide in certain okay. stages. I haven't parade, done enough research on that subject
1: because I steered away from that subject. It's, okay. so, it's, it's, it's more complicated it's so to real. me than this. Um, yeah, but the, <laughs> thing,
0: so the thing is, like, man, consent is mandatory and obviously you don't kill people. that. Please don't. No matter what.
1: But do watch green porn on YouTube. But
0: do watch the it's dolphin so video funny. in green porn on YouTube. It's,
1: it's so funny. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the moon outside and it's just a light. Because um, I'm not used to seeing the alleyway.
0: Hot take: the moon is just a light.
1: Ooh, actually, did and you know the, the real moon light. doesn't actually yeah, produce light? <laughs> produce light. <laughs> the
0: moon is just a big ball of cheese it's with a light bouncing mirror. off of
1: it. <laughs> it's a giant <laughs> the, mirror. The
0: moon is a giant mirror. That also, has hot light take
1: the, going that going one of my through. friends reminded me of the other day. Most animals that we see are, as blue are not blue.
0: Um. I mean, colors are just our way of interpreting. Blue as we know it didn't exist a thousand years light. ago. Really? We
1: couldn't see it because we didn't have a word for it. So our mind skipped over it.
0: Understandable. My that's mind why, skipped like... over a lot of things I don't understand. <laughs> but
1: that's why you have, like, if you go and read, like, Virgil, he describes sheep as being, like, purple and, like, the wine dark sea. Because they didn't, like, blues and anything in that realm um, didn't exist to the human eye because we didn't have a word for it
0: language transforms people oh they them pronouns are real and they are grammatically correct
1: <laughs> and that was a beautiful callback and I think we're gonna end it there because okay. that was a perfect rounding. <laughs> Um where can people find you online just so say it I, one yeah. more time so that we can well, put it in the description box. But
0: I also have a public Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so follow me at Instagram or Twitter at Ariel, that's A-R-I-E-L-L-E-R, Gordon. And then on Facebook, you can, go, you can go to Trans and Caffeinated and request to join my group. That's where I post all of my new blog pieces. Perfect. Or go to transandcaffeinated.com and hit subscribe.
1: Perfect. And you can find me online, or you can find the podcast online at Podcast on Instagram. Or you can email us. I keep forgetting to say my email address, so I keep wondering why people don't email questions or, like, comments or things. Because I don't say my email address. The email address is yeah.but.podcast at gmail.com. How is butt spelled? With two Ts. Two Ts. Because that's important in life. (laughs) Butts are very important.
0: I love butts.
1: Um... You can also find me online at Vivian Gabor NYC. That's V-I-V-I-E-N-G-A-B-O-R-N-Y-C. That's on Instagram or Twitter or Venmo or Cash App. Send queer people money.
0: (laughs) If
1: you want to tip. I also have a new Instagram account for my atelier. It's Gabor Atelier, G-A-B-O-R-A-T-E-L-I-E-R. Uh, if you need wigs or outfits or anything...
0: They are beautiful. They're
1: amazing, in my opinion, but I'm a little bit biased. I'm
0: not biased. In my opinion, they're amazing. And if too. you follow me on
1: Twitter, I'm sorry. It's mostly just me responding to porn stars, because half of them are my friends, and the other half are just hot.
0: Also, you all mostly watch porn. Just admit it.
1: Yeah, everyone does.
0: Not everyone. Most people.
1: I have yet to meet a person that does <laughs> <know. laughs> So in my world, everyone <laughs> And and everyone you that, you, everyone that you met watches yes. porn
0: and everyone that you meet that watches porn feeds into that confirmation bias that everyone watches porn.
1: Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Uh, thanks for listening to us and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, ba. Yeah, ba. Yeah, ba. Yeah, ba. Yeah, ba. Yeah, fun. Thank you for listening to Yeah, But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week. Same place, same time. Yeah.